Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy practitioner specializing in chronic digestive issues, allergies, and autoimmune conditions. Join me for episode 17, where we meet Vani Tomlinson, nutritional therapy practitioner and massage therapist from Salt Lake City, Utah. Hear about her incredible three-tiered health journey that led her to the field of nutritional therapy and learn how she's used dietary changes to manage her health issues. Stay with us until the end to hear her quick tip for healthier living. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. Functional nutrition is similar to functional medicine in that it seeks to strengthen the systems of the body and address root causes of illness. As nutritional therapy practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's meet Vani. Welcome, Vani. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thanks for accepting my invitation for joining me today. I'd love to hear a little bit about your health journey and how you heard about the field of nutritional therapy. Oh, yeah. Well, first, let me just thank you for inviting me. It's it's fun just to take some time and talk with you. Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah, my health journey, it's it's interesting. It's kind of a almost, a, I guess, a three-tiered journey um, that led me into nutritional therapy. About 20, 22 years ago, I, I was in a uh, really bad car accident where I... Um, was lucky to be alive. I was life flighted and, um, I, what I, what I sustained was a neck injury, um, um, so severe, um, that I couldn't move my neck until they had, until I had surgery. Um, it was the hangman's fracture, which is, uh, Christopher, what Christopher Reeves broke and not many people survive that. So to say the least, so I have a, like a two-inch screw in my neck, and it's uh, it's been quite ongoing with um, some inflammation and chronic pain from that. Um, oh. I didn't realize it at the time. Like, well, I mean, I, I guess until about eight years ago, that how much I could help it with my diet, and so um, it wasn't until I got really <laughs> sick after my third child was born that I started looking into my health and why I was so tired and why my joints were swollen and um, why I was in so much pain. And, and, and that when I started to change my diet, um, that's when my neck also started to improve. So it's, it really went hand in hand for me. So I think I heard about nutritional therapy. Um, Just, it just kind of fell into my lap. I, I um I was going to a physical therapist for neck pain and knee pain. I have some injuries to my knee from skiing and um, a previous avalanche, and just like I've, I've, I'm quite an athlete, so I do quite a bit outside. I'm always was always pushing my limits, and and she had just finished her nutritional therapy training, and it, so it was like 
it was amazing. She was telling me about it. We did all she did. A, she showed me a little bit of the functional exam and I just was sold like immediately. And this was about 2015 when I got introduced to it. So wow. it's a little bit of a long winded answer, but, um, that's how I first found out about it was trying to help my pain. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Vani, I didn't know about your car accident. How long ago was that, did you say? Yeah, so not that many people do. I mean, even yeah. on my website, I don't talk about it because I had so many other health issues that I, at the time I was discussing. Um, so my car accident was in 1997. Oh, were you, were you driving? I was driving, but I was alone. No one, no one else was involved. I, it was a um, black ice accident late at night coming down oh. a canyon from a from a ski resort oh and so yeah it was a huge ordeal and it um was completely changed my life <laughs> so oh my to say the least you know and I'm, yeah. I'm still dealing with it now and it's uh it's actually um some of the pain has come back um what's happening now and I'm, I'm going to need to learn quite a bit more is I think my body is having a reaction to the metal in the screw mm-hmm. and it's causing some pain and inflammation that um, is not I can't remove the screw so it'll be it'll be a journey and I'll learn a lot trying to solve this one so Bonnie you said you had it's like a Mm three-tiered backstory so um, did you feel like you were in perfect health I mean healthy strong able to do whatever you wanted before the car accident and so most of your health issues showed up for you in relationship to that no I'd say not I was one of the people who was really addicted to carbohydrates and a real sugar person. Mm. Um, I, I was quite an emotional eater. I ate to try to calm myself down. I ate with anxiety. I ate with stress. Um, I had huge sugar cravings, but I didn't really ever like hone in on what I was doing until I got some blood work after my third child was born. That's when I actually, everything kind of hit. I got, everything got worse at that point. And I was like, I need to kind of take a look at what's going on on the inside. And so I got all this blood work and it was it was just crazy what I found out because I'm one of these people who looks healthy on the outside and um, no doctor ever thought to take a look on the inside. You know, I was at high risk for heart attack and stroke because my inflammation levels were so high and they do some markers to test for plaque as well. And I had quite a bit of plaque forming. My, my blood sugar was really high. My insulin was like so low I like almost wasn't producing it so that was wow. a huge red flag because that's on the road to being di- having diabetes you know yeah um so that was huge for me it wasn't just that I was insulin resistant it was that I was close to being a diabetic already and who who knew <laughs> I had a type one diabetic right I, is that what you're saying yeah it's possible I still I you know I still struggle with it a little bit my insulin is still low and um I've been doing some work on my pancreas and um i i'm on a very low carbohydrate diet um so that's two tiers is there another tier well yeah the third tier is really how i grew up and like how much sugar and carbohydrates i used to eat and it was like such a huge part of my life that it was 
really hard for me to start making changes. I, I, uh, I was one of those people with a lot of resistance and a lot of fear of change, you know? So I, I, I love helping people with that part because I know it so well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, it's really fascinating. And as you said, it's, you know, it's multi-layered and I think it's like that for a lot of people too. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Right. The diet from the family culture, um, how that carries over into your adult life and, and then just the things that happen to you. I mean, different traumas, it's not a car accident for everyone, but, um, there can be different traumas, infections or, um, emotional traumas, physical traumas, like a car accident that can set other things off and then you know you have more issues to deal with right yeah and I think a lot of those traumas and accidents um there I think you know I think there are no real accidents I really believe like it was meant to change the course of my life you know a lot of times people need bigger and bigger wake-up calls until they finally listen and so what were you doing professionally before that Oh, um, like before I came into nutritional therapy? Yeah, before you found nutritional therapy. Yeah, so, well, I, and I still do it. So I I do deep tissue body work. I'm a licensed massage therapist, and I've been doing that since right after my car accident is when I got into, I went to massage school actually in 1998. And and that was kind of a result of my healing path at the time. Um, I, I do structural integration, which is the same as Rolfing, and I do visceral manipulation. I, I do a lot of trauma and emotional work with through deep body work as well. So really kind of getting the body to open and release physical and emotional, whatever it is that needs to come out will start to come out, you know. And I've been doing, I love doing massage, and it's it's something that, to me, it's almost like I get to go into a little bit of a meditative state while I'm working on these types of clients. Um, it's never anything I'll stop doing. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, is it is it difficult for you with you know the the neck issues and? Um, it would be if I was too busy, but luckily now I can like I can do half nutrition and half massage, and that really mm. that allows me to do to do massage without it being too much. So just tell me how you know your training as nutritional therapy practitioner has helped you on your health journey. Oh, I don't know where I'd be without it. I mean, mm. I I can't stop learning now. It's like it, I it's like a passion was unlocked and I can't stop reading, I can't stop studying, I can't stop listening to podcasts and um I mean it has helped me so much even just understanding how that my body was insulin resistant and and how and how many things that was affecting in me. Uh, just that's just one example. You know, I also deal with a really low thyroid hormone production and just just being able to dive into it and learn about it myself and not in I mean, I, I've I've actually never liked doctors and I've never really gone to um, many doctors in the conventional field. So I was always kind of in a search of of what else I could do for myself anyways. And so this has just really helped me take it take it further yeah 
And so can you talk a little bit about like modifications you've made to the way that you eat or um, changes that you've made lifestyle wise or supplement wise and how that's helped you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So I, well, one of the first things I did when I had my blood test six years ago, like some of the first, I went straight into getting some food sensitivity testing. And it was actually quite funny because a couple of years prior, we were living in Australia in about 2010 to 2012. And when I was over there, for some reason, that's where I learned about the paleo diet. So I learned a grain. Well, first, at first, everyone was gluten-free. And then I started hearing about paleo. And I was like, wow, I can't believe people are going grain-free. That's that's huge, you know, and so I was toying around with paleo diet over there and starting to, I'm, I'm a baker by trade as well. I used to, before I was doing massage therapy, I was baking at um, a ski resort. Oh, and so wow. you can only imagine how much sugar I was eating. Like I was just baking traditional stuff for these ski lodges, breads and cakes and pies and, and I mean, anything, everything, you know, and that's basically what I ate as well. That was just my background. And um, so then I was like, oh, this is fun. I can bake with almond flour, coconut flour. And so I started, it was really fun to play around with all that. But the other thing I did with paleo is I started eating tons and tons of eggs like I just upped my egg intake like crazy and I'm sure a lot of people do and we all know that eggs are great and they're like for some of us they're just such an amazing nutritious food but they were at the very top of my food sensitivity like off the charts allergic to eggs Mm. and so I I um and I had chickens too, you know, so we, and we had chickens for a long time after that. But I, once I stopped eating eggs, for instance, my headaches like decreased massively. My brain fog decreased massively. And so that's, that kind of is in the, in the beginning for me, some of those small changes I made then have, have stuck with me because they were, they were, the benefit was so huge. So, yeah. I think that's often, uh, a real surprise to people. And as a nutritional therapy practitioner myself, I specialize in working with people with food sensitivities and and allergies. And, and as you know, people have hidden food allergies or they can, and they, once they're identified and those foods are removed from the diet, they can experience um, relief from, you know, a wide number of symptoms, not just migraines, but um, a wide number of things that had been bothering them before. Oh, so it's yeah. really it's really quite um, a dramatic uh, change that we can help people discover. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And so how do you incorporate nutritional therapy now in your practice? Um, well, it's fun for me because I, like, I've ha- I haven't had to work too hard to get nutritional therapy clients because mm. so many of my massage clients have turned into nutrition clients also. Um, oh. so when I, it's just happening organically for me, I, I'm a mom, I have three kids, so I can't be, I can only work during the school hours, like nine to three, basically, yeah. is yeah. my schedule, and I, I just love doing both. I, <clears throat> I if I have a massage client, I can't keep my mouth shut. We end up talking about nutrition, <laughs> and they end up wanting to come and see me and go through their health history and and start looking more closely. And plus, the the thing that I really love that I can do is I 
am so used to touching people that um, I went ahead and after nutritional therapy, I learned some additional uh, muscle testing techniques and applied kinesiology that I can integrate into our functional exam. And to me, that's like the best part is when I'm already touching you, let's check out your how, how, how everything's looking. And so that's often a segue right there for me is just yeah. to, to show them their inflammation and talk about, you know, their small intestine or whatever while I'm already working on them. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, I yeah. also um, gain skills in applied kinesiology and I find it so fascinating and I use it with my clients who come in for um, allergy evaluations because I can I have a, I have a test kit of like 200 food items, you know, little vials. And oh, cool. I can test them against, you know, the, the traditional methods we use in nutritional therapy for evaluating against foods for food sensitivities are, are kind of cumbersome. Yeah. Cocos pulse tests and so forth. You can only do a few different foods at a time and it, it takes a little, it takes a little doing, right? But um, with, with, the, with applied kinesiology, I can test people against 100, 200 oh, different can, substances yeah. really quickly. I love it. So that's been really rewarding because I can sort of figure out what the foods are that are bothering them in a short session, you know, within an hour. Oh, so, yeah. You'll have yeah. to you'll have to let, to let me know which kit you're using. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's great. I, I, I found it a really valuable thing to add to my practice. So you've been converting your massage clients into nutritional therapy clients and how, how have they liked it? I mean, have you seen, or can you talk about um, how they react to that segue and yeah. the additional value they get from it? Yeah, yes, definitely. I think no, it's not for everyone. Not everyone converts. I think it's for I have been so, I'm so used to working one-on-one with people and I have a very good sense of how they're reacting to what I say yeah, is that I, I'll never push it. Certain clients I, I actually don't mention it to. I I just, if they, I mean, half of them want to talk about food. It's really interesting how many people want to talk about food. So it's like, oh, you want to talk about food? Okay, let's talk about it. If they don't want to talk about it, I, I don't push them, you know. Um, yeah. Just like anyone we're meeting in a social situation, I just happen to be doing it during a massage. But yeah, I mean, everyone everyone can benefit from examining their diet, making some small changes to start. I mean, really just it's, it's expanding on their self-care and they're into self-care. They're com- people are coming for massage. So that means they want to take care of themselves. And, and often when people are coming to me for pain, I can't help but discuss inflammation and how you can treat that with supplementation and diet as well. Yeah, I mean that's where yeah. I find so much help is is targeting my inflammation through specific supplements I do and and my diet. My diet is like a huge part of what controls my my chronic pain in my neck. So, do you have a quick tip about um, something that um, that really anyone can do to improve their health? Sure. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Um, I would say, you know, there's so much confusion out there, which with what diet should I be on? And is Mm. this so, you know, some people are are grains okay for me or whole grains or no grains or I think that any, any of our new diets are restrictive diets are better than the standard American diet. And I think um, what it really comes down to also is, is when you're eating 
when you're eating and how much you're eating are just as important as what you're eating. So for me, when I'm working with people, I talk a lot about condensing your eating window. So I don't know if um, not everyone's familiar with it, but we, you call it either time-restricted eating or condensed meal window. And so really condensing the time you do eat to to less than 12 hours, you know, I, I, I encourage people to work towards six to eight hours of eating and 16 to 18 hours of not eating, really. And that, and that can be with very little diet change, you're still getting huge benefits to your health. I think that's so interesting. Um, I've also heard it described as intermittent fasting and, and diff- there are different regimens that are referred to as intermittent fasting, but this would be the daily um, fast of, you know, 14 to 16 hours, like you describe. Yeah. And, um, and the health benefits that can arise from that are pretty incredible because digestion is, is a very um, energy taxing process in the body. And when we're spending our time or and our resources on digestion, we, we can't be doing other things that are very restorative for the body. Right. So by having that window of non-eating and allowing these resources to be available for other processes and tasks in the body. Um, yeah, you know, it's people... one of the best ways to yeah. change your biochemistry is really to give your body that long break with no food, you know. Yeah. So what are the some of the positive things you're seeing in yourself and your clients? through that um increase of energy um Mm. better sleep especially like when you know if people are i encourage people to stop eating three hours before they go to bed so you have Mm -hmm. a full three hours you don't have to you're not digesting when you should be detoxing and you know when autophagy should be happening you you don't want any food in your system during that time and so i think it really increases detox in the body like it keeps your detox pathways open they don't they are able to deal with all of the environmental stresses much easier it helps people's stress level as well once Mm -hmm. they have a little bit of a system to follow that way yeah well thank you for that tip yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) so vani at this point if probably we should probably mention that you're in salt lake city utah and that you do see distance clients and anyone who wants to learn more should visit your website at purehealthtransitions.com great well i've so enjoyed having you on the show and i hope you'll join me again Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy or check out our podcast page, visit tcnutritionaltherapy.com. To find a nutritional therapy practitioner in your area, Use the provider search at nutritionaltherapy.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast copyright 2019 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benn.